This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My old man Welcome to a more casual My Old Man Said podcast. It's more of a kind of a preview show. We were going to take uh, listener questions, but uh, just didn't get around to it. Anyway, I'm David Michael, the editor of My Old Man Said, and I'm joined uh, again by Dan Rogers from the Villa Underground. Welcome back, Dan. Thank you very much. So uh, you finally moved house. Uh, that was the first show you've, you've ever missed. Uh, how was the house move, first of all? Yeah, good. One one house, one away win. I consider this a fantastic, fantastic productive year. Did uh, did you miss me? Well, I was going to do the show on my own, and when I got I got to Villa Park before the Wigan game, and uh, I just went for a stroll around to see if I could find anybody to kind of join me because I didn't want to be lonely on the podcast and I, I found a guy who apparently worked for Villa in the early 90s so uh, I don't know check out the show uh, check out the last shows e- episode 13 he, he was pretty good actually he was pretty good right Norwich Wigan I mean we can go back further if you want but uh, no let's not <laughs> to be honest I think if it wasn't for Grealish's goal, I think Bruce would would be a bit more pressure on him because I think mm. that Grealish goal papered over what was a terrible, terrible performance against Wigan, which was completely replicated against Norwich. As one my old man said, listener said, you're 1-0 down against Norwich and Codger's almost playing left-back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get what we're trying to do with, with Codger. It's, it's classic Villa, isn't it? You buy a potent predatory striker and then you put him in goal. I don't know what... <laughs> And then you go, do you know what, who's the logical replacement? Let's, let's put him out wide, but Gabby's our man. Gabby's our man. I mean, this, I, mean I, I wrote an article about this guy that I spoke to on the podcast. I can't remember his name. Uh, the last episode, he said the key to getting promoted in the championship is goal scorers, strikers. Yeah, yeah. And Villa knew this in the summer, and they went out and bought pretty much, they looked around the championship, right, who's the 20 goals a season, strikers? They picked up Ross McCormack. For pretty much an inflated price, twelve million. He's thirty years old. He's never played in the Premier League, so he's essentially they bought him for this season to get us up. He scored twenty-eight goals. Yep, uh, yeah, he's in your last season, last season at least. Yep. Then they buy uh, Codger, who twenty goals in all competitions for Bristol City. So they tick the boxes. You need goal scorers to get up, and Codger's 
most of, is it? I don't know if it's most of the time, but he's played a majority of the time wide, whether it's yeah. on the right or left. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, McCormack, for whatever reason, fitness, injuries, hasn't really had a look in, and he's on the bench behind Grealish. Well, I think the, the strange thing about our strikers as well is, and I'm not saying he's the answer, but Gestead was actually the goal scorer early part of the season, gets totally frozen out. Gabby stops eating pies and gets immediately promoted to, to meteoric ambassadorial role leading the line out of nowhere um, and AU looks like the most disinterested footballer ever all of well, a sudden yeah, what I forgot to say is so you buy those two players in mm. and then you put them wide and I don't get that you shoehorn really Gabby in there for the hell of it I don't get that and when has Gabby ever proven himself to be the kind of goal scorer that you need a natural finisher to get you up there it doesn't make any sense well I was about to say that I mean he's never been a consistent goal scorer and there's been two or three opportunities since he's been back in the team where he's had one on one or clear goal scoring opportunities well he's never consistently done it but he he absolutely doesn't look like doing it either and I don't know why Bruce is gambling on I think we've got a real great opportunity to get into the playoffs then it could pass us by this could really pass us by. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, I've been pretty optimistic about uh, getting into the playoffs. Uh, I just thought, well, I think the players are there. We just mm-hmm. need the midfield. Uh, well, that's another issue. <laughs> just need a, a proper general, somebody to like a dynamo, somebody to drive the team forward. But once that's in place, and you know, January, you're talking about another goalkeeper, a midfielder, and then you've got the players there. I mean, for God's sake, they've played, they spent fifty million plus. Mm-hmm. They they spent fifty million plus last summer. Yeah. And pound for pound, we have one of the best squads. I know that might sound a bit unbelievable, but it's but it's true. One of the best squads in the league. I mean, if we're in the Premier League, it'd be a different story. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, woefully inconsistent, though. But we've we've got the tools to do the job, essentially. And what's happening uh, is you're looking at other teams. You know, people say, "I'll oh, give Bruce time. Give Bruce time." You know, he he hasn't had his own transfer window, but he's he's. We've actually got in players that he would have got in. Yeah. And yeah. there's teams that were below us when we were doing bad, like Leeds, like Derby. I can't, I mean, let's, let's dwell on Derby for a second, because you, you told me something quite amazing before we, we sat down. Can I just say this? My, I think the pub is my preferred location for recording this. And, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, softens, it softens the villa experience. <laughs> it's kind of a late lunchtime in, in Moseley. Uh, where is this place? The Village Inn. Not my number one choice, but no. we thought it would be quiet, but there's a few office parties going on in the background. Look well. at them all having fun whilst we're talking about Agbon Lahore. Look at, look, at their, <laughs> look at their joyous faces. So this amazing fact is Steve McLaren, the guy Villa fans, every time there's the Villa job's up for uh, grabs, he's always mentioned... Brace yourself for this, everybody. We always decry him, and, I mean, I, I hold my hands up. I, you know, no way do I want McLaren as the boss of Villa. Seconded. I just, I was looking at the form table, like the last six games, and Derby's top. <laughs> and uh, it was like six wins. Oh my last, last, six, last six games, six wins. And I thought, well, maybe this run goes on longer. And I looked, looked at their fixtures, and they'd won the last seven games. Steve McLaren has won his last seven games for Derby. Now that just shows you this league is not all that. And no, if you get no. a team together and you and you, you you're a decent coach, then you can turn this around. Gary Monk's done it at Leeds, and Steve McLaren's done some kind of Houdini job. But how many games have there been? This ties in really well to my main. You know, I stuck an article up on on the site this week that how many games have there been where we've either narrowly won. Wigan case in point and they are they were dreadful all respect to them and I, I saw them against Newcastle a, a few days later I think Newcastle played them the, the Tuesday night game or the Wednesday night game and they were dreadful and, and Newcastle you know didn't have to do a lot to sweep them by we laboured to that and it was only because of one moment of, of genius from Grealish 
but that type of performance when you look at it carried forward into Norwich it isn't good enough to beat your Norwiches or your Leeds's and that's where we're being no. punished yeah when we've when we've actually uh, come up against let's say uh, one of the let's say there's eight teams that are potential for promotion I'm uh, and I'm talking about uh, getting in the playoffs as well. When we've come up against these teams, Leeds, Brighton, yep. Norwich, we've, we've come up short. Yep. yep. And how many points? We've had one point out of those three uh, contests. Well, most of our points, I think, someone pointed out to me, and I forget who here, most of our points have come against teams that are now in the bottom four. Well, Steve, Steve Bruce has won five games. Yeah. Three of those games have been against teams in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. And then Fulham, mid-table... And that pretty much... Uh, Reading is the only one, and uh, I think Reading, considering are they third at the moment, I mean, I think they had an off day because they weren't, weren't that good. And no, of it was course, a dreadful game as well, the, actually. We won I'm that in the yeah. last... Uh, but you look at the first couple of games and... The, all the games have been dreadful in terms of performance. They, they have. There's been very <laughs> few standout moments, and I think we have to sort of confine it to the, the Bruce era that, you know, we were very fortunate to draw with the Wolves the first game that they had at Villa Park because they, they dominated us. I look at I look at the Leeds and the Brighton game as barometers for our season. Really, that yeah. we should have beaten Brighton, and they're second and quite comfortably second, I think, on points at the moment. Yeah. And Leeds is another one where if you're going to get into that, I, I do think uh, promotion automatic promotion is not on the cards. There's no uh, unless by some miracle. But you look at the games that we've lost against Leeds. Leeds sit in six, so that's the currently the outside, the final promotion uh, uh, playoff spot. Well, we lost to Sheffield Wednesday on the opening day. They're sitting seventh. We only managed to draw with the Blues. Yeah, we're actually seven, seven points off now. So that's a that's a big ask, and we've got plenty of games. But we've got to start. You know, if we're not winning these games, well, we're not going anywhere, are we? Let's look at the positives. Home form is is sorted out. I mean, and yeah, it's, it, that is a big performances a big are, are not sorted out, and uh, I'm still confident if if Villa got their act together, they've got the players, as I keep saying. They should be unbeaten for the rest of the season. The main threat, Newcastle, have come and gone. Uh, but the big problem is, in terms of if Villa are going to get promoted, it's all about away form. One win in the last 16 months. It's we're, not, we're it's going not promotion nowhere. form. No, it's yeah. not promotion form. In any, you know, you don't need to be some statistical genius to work that out. It's there are positives here. We're, we're not as bad as we were. Speaking of away games, uh, next up QPR. But they have got Rob Green in goal. There is hope. <laughs> we'll be the only team not to have a shot on target. Mark my words. <laughs> Rotherham beat QPR. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. There's but, hope for anyone. But then again, uh, QPR managed to put away Norwich. Yeah. But actually, everybody put away Norwich in the last few weeks. Is it, is it so complicated? I think we've got enough. We've got enough players. We need to stop this stupid Gabby experiment. We've got to stop this stupid Gabby experiment. You know, if, if even Paul Lambert can beat QPR, did he? 1st of December? Was he in, was he in post? Yeah. yeah. We've got to dispense with this perseverance with something that's not going to come good yeah I, I don't see the point of it I mean the only the only point I can see is uh, they're trying to put Gabby in the shop window and they're just proving to other clubs that he's he's an ongoing concern well, they're, just, so, they're uh, just proving he's, he's not I was going to say a ruder word they're just proving that actually he's not up to even dominating at championship level which is a suspic- for many years many of us have been saying he's a championship player at best D- does he threaten does he does he strike fear into an opposition side he's no. demonstrated nothing for me I want him to and I don't get why Bruce <coughs> would compromise he built some good early f- better form in, in his first few games why inflict this on ourselves I don't get it but yeah and also now's not the time to be putting him in the shop window anyway no. it's, it's more important to get promoted and we're losing points by not putting Codger or even McCormack as the centre forward Codger terrifies defences I don't know why you wouldn't want to stick in between especially coming against QPR who, who you know not really anywhere in the league at all you know they're far below us aren't they by a few points 
you know, the last thing you'd want to see is a team that needs to pick up some pick up a home win after some ropey early season form is, is Codger and you know, take your pick really. Anyone but anyone playing off Codger's for me, McCormack on his early season form if we can get him fit. But someone like Grealish or you know, he'd thrive off that. So QPR, I mean Ian Holloway, uh, uh, who was friend of the club. <laughs> Ian, Ian Holloway, friend of the Birmingham Mail, but unfortunately they can't write stories about his punditry now because he's the manager. Although I'm sure they'll uh, knock out a few stories about his pre-match press conference. Got to get those clicks. QPR probably stay up now with him uh, in charge. Yeah. I mean they're only uh, five points behind Villa, but they're a team there we can win that because I mean, you just look at their goal difference minus ten. They're they're a team that Rotherham can beat. Wolves can even beat. Away. If we want to, I mean, we talk, talk at the beginning. Derby went there, the Messiah McLaren yeah. went there and won. There's your barometer. There's your barometer. <laughs> I keep saying barometer, don't I? If, if we've got any ambition to get out of this division this season, we've got to, we've absolutely got to win at places like Loftus Road. You know, if, we, if we're not going to beat the teams below us, and we've got to address our away for, we've got to address it. It's, you know, we've got to beat that crying weasel. <laughs> so, when was the last time we won? At Loftus Road? Uh, only 25 years ago. I mean, ah. it's one of those where actually we have played a few times. Uh, I'm just thinking. I uh, saw us win there against Fulham. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm not even totally sure we beat Fulham actually, thinking about it. I don't know. I'm just, just going through my memory. I think, yeah, since the last time we won there in 91, we've drawn three and lost four since. So 25 years sounds a lot, but we've only played them seven times. Mainly because they've been shit and not in the no, same no, no, nothing to do with our away form. <laughs> Consistently over a, but a I, quarter I mean, of a century. First time I ever <laughs> saw Villa lose live was uh, at Loftus Road. I can't even I can't remember the. So the you're, year you're a good the omen for this then for this weekend. So yeah, so uh, maybe uh, the away form renaissance starts. Bring out your my old man voodoo dolls <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> starts after this uh, trip yeah. to left Loftus Road. I mean, we could discuss threats on the QPR side, but uh, I'm going to hold my hand up and I haven't got a clue no. about QPR. And it doesn't really matter because we just go there, win, and then that's all you need to know about QPR. Yep. And that's not being a bad pundit because we're not pundits. We're, we're just bored of this. So <laughs> <laughs> we just want to win away. We just want to win away from them. Is it so much to ask? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. But anyway, let, let's, um, let's go on to our comedy feature this week, which is the happenings in Small Heath. Blues fans pretty livid and I, I understand, I mean, just looking at this from a, a football supporter, like a, you know... Yeah, yeah. Maturely, not, is that what you're saying? Not, I can't do any of my... Not a modern-day football <laughs> supporter that uh, just has videos of them celebrating <laughs> fanatically. But uh, like a true rootsy one. Gary Rowlett, I mean, they love him. He's got a great connection with, with the fans. And he, I've you know, heard him only once do an interview. I think he did a... Uh, I think it was on West Midlands where he did a Q&A with fans uh, phoning. And it came across really good. Yeah. Decent guy, you know, salt of the earth and all those kind of descriptions. And he just won a game and he's got them perched, just, I think they're just one point away from sixth place. This is a man who had no, no money. They were in the relegation zone. They had a transfer embargo. They're in and around the playoffs. He's done nothing wrong. He's done better than Bruce and Di Matteo put together. And, he's, and he'll be sitting with Tony Jar on Boxing Day instead. <laughs> Watching his old Burton Albion boys. Oh, that, that, that is true. That is true. Every cloud. That's why. That's why you should win that competition. In fact, we should do a viral campaign for it. Make it happen, Tony. You can't get your head around it. I mean, there's. It's, and, it's bizarre. And what have they done? It's they've, they've, they've done pretty much what uh, Dr. Tony thought was a good idea. Pearson was in. Then Tony's eye, Czar, sorry, took over, and you know he wanted either Moyes, and then suddenly his other trump card was Di Matteo and it's exactly what the Chinese owners of the Blues have gone for in Zola it's this kind of window dressing uh, markability you know big used to be a big player but as a manager I mean he's been sacked uh, he's been indifferent hasn't he yeah. Yeah, yeah very indifferent you you can't I don't think you can apply much logic to it the whole thing's strange sacking him after a win all the things I've just said and then leaving Zola on his own in a, in a press conference to field yeah, there was no CEO or anything no, around no, him. No, no, they, they, they threw him in the room. They set up ten seats as far as... I, I mean, I didn't see it, but I, I read about it. That, and he was left to field all the questions about... And, and essentially said, yeah, Rowett had done a great job, but I'm here now. Well, it doesn't set you off on the right foot, does it? Yeah, I, I watched some of the press conference, well, yesterday. And Bizarre. He, he was making out that he was as surprised as the supporters uh, were when he got the call. But... Reports say that he's actually he was talking to the Blues owners for quite a, quite some time in preparation for this. So I don't think he was as surprised as no, supporters. No, no. No, I That's going to turn ugly if they if they start to slide. 
Well, you love this ridiculous situation where you've got a guy who, as you said, I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't have been particularly chuffed to see him arrive at the Villa. You know, he's I, I, not even Mac- uh, Di Matteo calibre for me. Yeah. And you've gone from see, Blues have had so little stability over over a number of years, probably similar to the Villa, really. Well, Yo-Yo before that. Why would you? Why would you do what? You know, we can all see the stuff that's going down at Coventry at the moment. I'm not saying it's going that way, but it's such a bad decision for me. Blues had a chance of finishing above Villa this season, like a legit chance, and uh, they may have just blown it. Well, you know, you don't see any other teams doing that around them, and you know what what happens if they? You can't explain it, and there's this, especially through some of the, the national press and some of the commentary online. It's this: this is the modern game, and this is the way that things. Well, where else, in, even in business, does someone remove? A perfectly good manager or first team coach, or because Rewitt's actually quite a good manager. He's very, he's essentially a first team coach, isn't he? In the modern yeah. era, and he's everything you'd want a. I mean, when you, when you look at the talent pool of uh, English managers and young managers, especially, That's this is hardly point, anybody. It's a really I good mean, point, and we know that more than anybody as Villa fans, because you look at the short lists that pop up every time the. Uh, the Villa job comes on the market, which is you know twice a season, yeah. and who's up there? There's the usual suspects: McLaren, Bruce, Sam Allardyce, and it, and it's so uninspiring. And look at the England job; they've they've gone to well, they had no, they had no candidates, they had no one, and no, no one. disrespect to Gareth Southgate, but he's not an international manager. He's not ready yet. No. He hasn't he hasn't done enough to justify that. I mean. Uh, I was talking to that guy who was on, uh, I forgot his name, who was on the, press, uh, who was on the podcast uh, on the last episode. And as I said to him, uh, back in the day, uh, Brian Clough didn't get the job. Ron Atkinson didn't yeah. get the job. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't say that nowadays. If social media would be screaming out for Clough to get the job, because he would be the only candidate. Absolutely. If that's the way that football treats the best managers around and you know who is there it's like Eddie Howe Rowlett was getting up there and he'd done a really good job and he'd, he'd, he'd done a good job he had that bond with supporters which is yeah. half the battle so it's very strange and it's, well I don't, I don't think we need to dwell on it anymore I don't think you can make much sense of it because it doesn't make sense you know they've they've removed a really good up and coming manager who seemed to have found his feet on the first day of the season could he have done would Blues have expected to have been doing as you know what was his remit? It couldn't have been any exactly. more than he was doing. I mean, surely. you know, Wolves, for example, were making bigger noises about promotion uh, at the start of the season uh, yeah. with yeah. their Chinese owners, and also when Lambert came in, and you know, he started talking about promotion when uh, their more immediate concerns were relegation. Yeah, but the Blues haven't really been blowing any trumpets. Yet uh, he just quietly got on with it, not as quietly as Steve McLaren, I hasten to add. Oh, that up-and-coming <laughs> who, who, Dutch manager. <laughs> who's going to have uh, Derby in the Champions League uh, in a couple of seasons? I, uh, well, I, I don't even know what to say about McLaren. I've got, I've got nothing constructive. or I, I wouldn't want him at the Villa. I'm amazed they've got, they're on a seven-game seven winning streak. Yeah, but it says a lot about what we're doing wrong. Exactly, because a lot. this... There's some cliches in football. Uh, one of them is, oh, it's an unforgiving league, the championship. Oh, it's a tough league, the championship. No. But also, the championship is not rocket science. The quality you, isn't there nearly as consistent. spend money on enough. quality, which we've done, yeah. you've just got to get your team together and play them in the right position, and, and up you go. Newcastle have shown that. Brighton I mean, have shown that. I mean, Derby have just, shown that. Exactly. We've discussed uh, Brighton are the case in point. I think if they can if they can get over that that final few game hoodoo, they seem to suffer every year. They'll justifiably go up and probably say, well, actually we've we've learned the division and got out doing exactly what you should be doing, Villa. Newcastle, make how, it, Newcastle how, aren't a great football team. How hard is this league? 
Reading a third with a neutral goal difference of zero. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, it's, come on. It's, it's, if we don't get promoted this season or get in the top six, it's an embarrassment. None a, of this consolidation, like, oh, we'll finish eighth to tenth this season and, and get it right next season. That's bullshit. If we come up again against anyone who you've thought, wow, they're really, really good, there's not been a single game where you haven't thought we've we've been in it and so much of it is self-inflicted and that, yeah. that's a theme of Villa over many years I know we, we just need to you know the fact that Bright, it's a Brighton Reading 2-3 but Newcastle take Newcastle they managed to lose go on a 2-3 or game losing streak albeit one of those was in the cup and they, they don't mind steady absolutely it's like steady. they don't mind uh, it's almost like Newcastle is like a boxer who's got amazing punching power ugly though and they don't they don't <laughs> well very ugly but they don't even bother about defence because they you know they're going to knock out most of their opponents. So they're going to get clipped a couple of times, and they have. They got beaten when they probably weren't expecting to. But the problem, sorry, the fact is because they beat everybody else, they don't care. No, well, no. Villa, are, they're setting out sometimes not to lose. That's I, think, I don't know why, 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 why. And it's they're just not playing with any flow or uh, or imagination, and they need to be let off the shackles. Well, it's got to be the time, hasn't it? That when we go to QPR, we've just got to we've just got to find our mojo, haven't we? Finally, and, and we've got to dispense with the stupid selection issues. Just go at teams. You know, it's not complicated. Football isn't complicated. I mean, everyone everyone who's played it at any level or watched enough football as we have, we, we've seen enough of the quality of the championship. QPR are down there. They're not doing anything special. We've got the quality. Let's go after a team right. and go on a run. Just finally, uh, any other news? I think the only kind of other thing that stands out is the whole... Uh, it was almost like a meme that was created with the uh, Pep Guardiola <laughs> saying, Stan Collymore? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> the press conference was, was edited... Well, the end of that was edited off just to kind of give it a bit of... Uh, Viral. Yeah. Virability. But uh, it's quite funny to see uh, Stan coming out swinging and saying, oh, uh, broadsheets using it as clickbait. And uh, they didn't bother you know, looking at the full press conference. But he actually wrote a whole article for the Daily Mirror, which was essentially bruised ego, attacking yeah. everybody, saying, of course, people should know who he is because Brian Clough knows who he is. So he doesn't care if Pep Guardiola doesn't know who he is because um. Brian Clough knew who he is. But he actually read that article without watching, watching the it. whole press conference. So, uh, you know, practice what you preach, matey. That's you blocked. No, it stands fine. That's, no, no, that's, just, not, uh, that's not the hand gesture he's making at the moment. <laughs> You're a swine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, the ego uh, lets him down sometimes. Anyway, we'll do a... Uh, are we going to do another show for... Uh, oh, we'll do a, a proper show... This is proper. Like a Christmas show with Christmas, Christmas music. Christmas special. Sure. Yes, we uh, should. Post QPR. And we need then to see if we can get one of those one of those Santa rotary things and we could do it live and mobile and around the streets <laughs> of Boom and you could pelt us with... <laughs> do it on Broad Street. <laughs> so uh, until the next proper show, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Just a heads up, villains. Uh, that's not the standard My Our Man Said podcast show. Uh, it's a new... Uh, more casual preview show that we're looking to uh, introduce more frequently. The normal show for the uninitiated is far more sophisticated than that. To prepare yourself for the next proper show, uh, please do subscribe uh, on whatever formats uh, you listen to the My Own Man Said podcast on. Uh, and in the meantime, please, please, please do uh, become a My Own Man Said patron to support the show. You can do that by uh, heading over to myownmansaid.com. 
and clicking on the patron tab for further details. Good things are going to happen to uh, Mum's patrons uh, in the next week or so. One person is actually going to get their away tickets reimbursed, and not only that, their travel, food, drink, and also a program reimbursed too. That's the power of the My Old Man Said Patrons, my friends. That's the power of the patrons. And another lucky patron will receive a signed copy of the Ron Atkinson biography, The Manager. And there might be another prize or two uh, before Christmas. So, until the next show in a few days' time, look after yourselves. My old man This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.